0: Welcome, welcome back to Bright Black with Tarot, where we shed light and grow. Our discussion in this episode is dedicated to new and curious fortune tellers. Click on the links below for related journals, helpful videos, and articles. As always, you turn the wheel of fortune in your own life, so you're going to let your own intuition be the foremost leading guide. Let's begin. Picking back up where we left off in our review of symbols. Symbols, and so when you see images or hear certain keywords, We're examining just an introductory to what it might mean to you um, in your divination practice or in your use of the cards and in your uh, self-development, right, in tools for self-development. So we have moved on to the kite. Now, the kite, as you know, has three main components. It has the wings, it has the items that tethers, and it has that anchor. And it can be either heavier or lighter than air, but it is ultimately designed to defy the air so that you can create or gain a lift, right? You can use the air to gain a lift and it will bring it up. And it'll bring up the kite and it'll bring up that which is attached to it. So sometimes you'll see a beak and a tail like a bird, which acts as a guide in facing the kite in, your desire, in a desired direction. And this would be appropriate for naming it uh, a kite because a kite is the name of a bird. The kite bird is the bird of prey. It is known for hovering. And so now we have an object that is named after something with a unique ability to hover. So in many cultures, a kite will represent many different things, especially in many areas. You'll see it during uh, kites being flown during Thanksgiving. It's a sign of Thanksgiving for some. It is a seasonal pastime. You'll see parents with their children engaging, engaging in joined efforts to achieve mastery over an element, the element of air in some way. It beckons the arrival of spring or fall and celebrates it in some fashion. I know many, especially myself when I was younger, I would look forward to certain seasons where while it would be sunny, the wind would be kicking up a little bit there, and you can certainly fly a kite. Um, The weather would be just right for getting out there and gaining mastery over the elements like that. Uh, For some, it doesn't have as great a meaning. Um, It could have a negative impact for some. It could be used as a Slang, you hear the word kite, or you see the word kite, and the word comes to mind, and it could, you know, represent uh, a slang or something that has a negative connotation. For example, to tell someone to go fly a kite means to infer that they should, you know, stay out of important matters, you know, and and leave the complex matters to those that are able to handle it. And maybe they should go do something a little bit more leisurely, a little bit more simplified, right? Um, And I know that in the UK, to say that someone is flying a kite, Right, not that they should go fly a kite, but that they are flying a kite. Someone's flying a kite, it could imply that someone is suggesting an idea just to see how others would react, that they're not suggesting anything that is substantive or anything that could be put to any real use. Right, and so in some places, flying a kite is banned, even because it could be a source or considered to be a source of distraction that keeps a person from engaging in more deeper thoughts maybe perhaps more religious rituals and um, you know distracting one's focus from things that are more important maybe maybe philosophical or something where a person is engaged in a ritual that is either outside or someplace where a kite might be, that might be distraction So a kite could represent a distraction. But all in all, what I find interesting throughout all of this is that the kite in and of itself is symmetrical. It has two opposite and two equal angles. And what does that mean? That at its core, It is the perfect, it has the perfect circle. 360 degrees, right? It has this feeling of right in the center, right at its core, that what goes around comes around. The angles though, the, the two opposite and the two equal angles, this is kind of like Newton's law, right? The third law of motion, where it says that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Many of us have heard that, right? So the next time you see a kite, you could be thinking, "Wow, this is this is really something." It could represent the you know opposites and you know the equals the equation of things, right? So while there are equal parts, there are opposite parts, but yet they come together and they can be used to move in a certain direction to to gain mastery over something. And so this is the part that really gets to me, this symmetry, this feeling that, you know, there are opposites there and equals there and that they can come together. And this is really important in, in in terms of the kite itself, but you can think about it in a more philosophical way, is that, you know, in order for the kite to work, they say in order for you to be successful at flying a kite, you've got to stand with your back to the wind, right? And in in real practical terms, when we stand with our back against the wind, as the kite gains sufficient altitude, we start to pull inward as the kite climbs. So it, as it goes higher and higher, we start to pull it in and we hold steady and start to move it in, a, in the direction that we would like it to go in. So while there are steady winds, we ourselves are holding it steady. And this is the, how we can have success in flying the kite, which goes so well with uh, the law of motion that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Why? Because when the wind hits the front of the kite, And the air is being directed downward on one. When it hits the front of the kite, that means that the air is being directed downward. But there is a force that is going on the other side that is moving in the opposite direction. And this is what pushes the kite upward. So this equal and opposites Coming together, the equal and opposites on one side, you know, countering each other on one side. What it does is it's creating something that at its core is causing elevation. It's causing elevation. Something comes at you and what you do is you hold steady and you allow this force to push you up. You use this push. You use this force and you use it to propel you higher And while there's a steady stream of winds coming your way, you use that wind to direct yourself, to elevate yourself, to move in the direction that you would like to go in. You pull in, you make sure that you pull inward so that you still have a grip on things, but you still are in control of the situation and you can gain mastery over something that would otherwise you would have no control over. Isn't that quite interesting? It's so quite interesting. So the next time you see a kite, there are many things that you can think about. When you see a kite in the cards or when you see a kite in imagery, maybe in the oracle readings, maybe in your visions or your dreams. Exactly what is it trying to tell you? Is it asking you to hold steady against the winds to put your back to the winds and use whatever winds are prevalent to propel you higher? is it asking you to recognize that with every action there is an equal and opposite reaction is it asking you to take a look at what's going on at the core right that things operate in a 360 degree is it telling you to focus on more important matters or is it saying to you go do something a little bit more leisurely go and enjoy your life is it asking you to be thankful is it asking you to celebrate the changes and seasons for which you're, you are present for? Is it asking you to hover above something, to focus your energy on something, or is it asking you not to get distracted? So there are so many things to think about there. Give me your thoughts on what you are uh, thinking of when you see a kite. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, we're going to be moving on. I believe that next up we are covering the ladder. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, I'm so glad that you were able to join me. Thank you for joining me here at Bright Blackwood to we shed light and grow. Now be sure to click on those links below. There are journals, tips, and tools for the new and curious. Now if you have any comments, questions, or concerns you know what to do. You're going to leave a comment below or you're going to email me at brightblackwood@gmail.com, at gmail.com or you're going to go to brightblackwood.com and you'll either book a reading there. There's also uh, just for fortune tellers you can do a reading for yourself. And if you want a second eye, there is a link to something called a fortune teller's consultation. And so you can book a session there. There are also blogs and videos like how-to videos for those who are new. And uh, yeah, until next time, take care.